Okay, continuing along here, Bezer Hashem, in some important this here, as the Chavis Avavis is teaching us, why is it that we have this phenomenon in the world, which would seem to be incongruous with the principle that the Chavis Avavis set forth of why Kodesh Baruch Hu makes a person work hard, so why would the tzaddik, why would this righteous person be made to have a difficult life, especially in Parnosa and other areas, but it would seem not required. So we already went through two different reasons. Reason number one is it could be that there was a an Avera that he had done sometime earlier in his life and never did chuva on it, and based on that he has to get punished and he prefers to be punished in this world. That's part of Hashem's chesed, the punishment in this world, and therefore his schar will re- remain intact in the second reason we explained was it could be an exchange for more schar on Elam That if sometimes a tzaddik could have simply given Yisurin. A tzaddik could be made to suffer in this world for no other reason. No sin, no requirement to be punished, but no other reason than to give him more opportunity to expand his reward in Elam So we now go to reason number three. It could be that this tzaddik is being made to suffer, be made to have difficulties in life, and still and all, he will show the people, he will show those all around him, how he maintains himself and accepts it, he tolerates all of the difficulties, and his acceptance with Ava, and he never shirks his responsibility to his Abedas Hashem. There's many times a person who lives with difficulties has plenty of excuses of, listen, I can't do this, I can't go to a minion, I can't learn so much, I can't give as much as I want of my time and my resources. I have too much of a difficult life. Many, many people go with those excuses. Yet you have the tzaddik Hashem knows that even if he's thrown difficulties, he still will maintain his equilibrium. He'll maintain his avodas Hashem. And that will show others that you see, they'll point to the tzaddik, you see, he's a person, that's what makes him a tzaddik. We all have difficulties in life. But when he has difficulties, he doesn't just throw in the towel. He doesn't just say, okay, it's too difficult. But I see he still maintains his siddharam. He still maintains his davening. He still maintains his save upon him, his, his happy disposition. And people are supposed to learn from him. There's a... The first Ger Rebbe, the Chedushi Arim, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir, he was the first Ger Rebbe. His grandson, the Sfasemes, took the Hasidus and expanded it. And later on, his son, the Imre Yemes, and then the Imre Yemes', Imre Yemes sons. But the Chedush Yerim had 13 children, and Le'aleinu, all of them passed away in his lifetime. He became the, the father to the orphans of many of his children, Sfasemes included. Sfasemes quotes his grandfather very often because that was became his Rebbe and his father, essentially. So the Chedush Yerim had 13 children all passed away in his lifetime. There's one time his wife was complaining about their lot. So his, his, the Chedush Yerim told his wife, 
he says, listen, he said, you don't know what sort of chizik people get when they say, oh, you think we have tzaris? Look at it, Shemaya. He lost Nebuch 13 children. More than that. His point was, as Reb Chaim Zaytrik brings this, his point was, he meant to say that look at it, look at it, Shemaya. Look at the Chedush Yerim, this Rebbe. He has so many tzaris in life, but yet look, he still maintains his Avodah Hashem. And therefore he understood, if we could sort of understand and explain and learn from this mice in this episode, he understood that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him this tremendous, tremendous challenge. Because not only for his own schar, but it will affect others. And every person that would get chizik by the seeing the Chidush Yarim bearing all of this tr- terrible tragedy, but yet still maintaining his Avedis Hashem, and would get chizik at an Adam with all the difficulties that person has in his own life, still maintains Avedis Hashem, that would accrue to the schus and the schar of the Chidush Yarim. Because that's the concept. That sometimes a Baruch Hu, it just gives difficulty to a, to a tzaddik, even though it's not deserving him personally, but to be able to be mechazik others, to be able to show others the way, that even when a person has difficulties, still he maintains his great connection and his responsibilities and avoid this Hashem. It could be, this is the pshat, the well-known Gemara and Brachus to Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan used to wear a, a little bone on a sort of a necklace around his neck. Dein Birasira. This is the bone of my tenth child. Rabbi Yechani used to be Menachem of other people. He used to be Mechazek of other people. And say, I know you're going through a very difficult time. A number of people are sitting in mourning in Avelus. But he says, this bone is from my tenth child. He lost ten children, Rabbi Yechani. And the great Rabbi Yechani and the Rabbi of Reish Lakish can, can understand such a thing. But yet he was able to give others chizik with that. One pshat that uh, I saw from the Pnei Menachem actually says the pshat. What was he doing? He was, he was time. He said, look, I carry around the bone of my child. Well, that's a thing to do. That's a th- well, what is he doing that for? He said the pshat is because he knows some people who have difficulties in life. Nebuch, they can have a, a child die. And they're sitting parents to sit us over a child. It's, it's, it's one of the, the most tragic things in life. Yet Rabbi Yechenwood knew they're going to they're gonna feel a sense of guilt. They're going to think, Oy vey, oy, maybe I could have done more. Maybe I could have davened harder. Maybe I should have been a bigot tzaddik. Maybe I should have been davening better. Maybe I should have given more tzedakah. And Rabbi Yechenwood knew they would take tremendous guilt in having their child die. So Rabbi Yechenwood went to them and says, Look, he knew who he was, Rabbi Yechenwood. He was a great tzaddik. He said, Look, this is the bone of my tenth child. You know, as he was conveying them that message, I don't take feelings of guilt. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. For some reason, he had his cheshben, but I'm still maintaining my avodah Hashem. This is what the Chavis here is saying. That others should learn from this and still maintain their level of avodah Hashem. This is a an additional reason saying. So that's reason number three. Reason number four, V'yesh. She'yiyeh l'resha anshe Not an easy reason here to explain. 
And as it could be that a tzaddik is not because he did any averis that he didn't do tshuva. It's not simply to give him schar in the next world. And it's not to fathers to learn. But rather, it seems to be a phenomenon here where the people of the generation are in need of more schusim than they, than they could afford. In others, there are too many anshei resha. There are too many people who are reshoim, who are not tzaddikim, that Pashit, the world doesn't have a schuskim. It doesn't have really a, an ability to maintain and exist. And even this tzaddik, or these tzaddikim who can be made to suffer, they, before their suffering comes, they're great tzaddikim, but even that is not enough sort of to balance out the ability for the, the world to exist and to continue for to give of his chesed and the existence of the world. So therefore Hashem has to sort of dig deep into an, an added schus to give these tzaddikim. And through, and again, the same idea as we mentioned on the previous uh, reason, that through their acceptance, ba'ava, of all of this suffering that, that they're made to go through, that gives them a tremendous level of schusim, and that will then give the ability for the world to continue to exist. That's the idea. This is the idea. And it's not that the suffering of this tzaddik sort of atones for the people. The Rishoyim are going to be paid for all their rishus. They have an accountability everything they do. And this tzaddik is going to get his due reward for accepting the suffering. But yet, Akash Baruch Hu has to add schusim to the world. And the way he does it is he can't rely on the Rishoyim anymore. So he gives the added suffering to the tzaddik who then accepts the suffering, as we mentioned before, and then that gives added schusim to the world to be able to exist. This is the concept where we find a, Maise, a well-known Maise with the Chofetz Chaim, that his son-in-law, great Goyen and Tzaddik, Reb Tzvi Levinson, who a young man, a young Talmud Chacham, took ill, and his daughter, the Chofetz Chaim's daughter, came to him and says, please, daven for my husband, daven for my husband. So the Chofetz Chaim went into his room and he daven, he daven, and he came out after many hours of davening. And his daughter said, no, no, did you pay a license? Is he going to live? Chofetz Chaim told her, if he would live, the Nebuch, there would be tens of thousands that would be taken away. And there was the Chofetz Chaim knew that there was tens of thousands of Yidin that were going to die in a Magaifa. And as, a, as an exchange, sort of, of that, there will be one Tzaddik to take the place of the many. How we understand it exactly, that's Hashem's Cheshbainis. But at least understand why is it you have sometimes a great tzaddik who would be taken away early. This is one way of understanding it. Just to, to end this piece, is a very interesting history with the Ramchal. Everybody knows the Ramchal, Ramayi Chaim Lutzato, the author of the Mishra Shisharim, Das Tvunis, Derek Hashem, the truth is, he wrote dozens and dozens of kutresim and books. Many of them we don't have. Many of them were burnt because he had many protagonists. He had many who, who were right with him. They chased him. They tried to put a stop to him.
And because they didn't understand him, he was a very young man, and he was already well versed based in Kolat before his bar mitzvah. He knew all of the Kisve Ari Balper when he was 14 years old. When he was 15, he became a Talmud by a great Makubal, a great Kabbalist, Rabbi Yeshaya Basas, or Basan, Rabbi Yeshaya Basan. And he took him under his wing and taught him. And already at age 20, 21, the Ramchal was getting Giluyim and Hashemayim. He was having Giluyim, Eloyanovi, and Malochim. If he would have just kept it to himself, that would have been one thing. But he told it to his Talmidim. He had a small group of Talmidim. And then, you know, when you tell it to some people, word gets out. And the Gedolim, great Rabbonim at the time, became very nervous. It was only a hundred years after Shabzai Tzvi Maisa. And they started getting nervous. So, who knows what this, a young person like that, 20, 21 years old, having Giluim and Hashemayim saying things. So he was chased. He was chased out of town. And he ended up going from Italy, where he was born. He went to Amsterdam. Actually, he wrote Masilos Hashem in Amsterdam. And there were other things. He wrote his own Tehillim. He said, what David HaMelech started, he's going to continue. He wrote his own Sefer Tehillim. We don't have it. It was part of the Svarim of his that were burnt. Al Koponim, it's a whole history. It's not for now. But the father-in-law of Rabbi Shaya Basan was also a great Kabbalist. His name was Rabbi Yom And Rabbi Yom got to know the Ramchal. And when he talked to him, he had great respect for him. And we have letters an exchange of letters between Rabbi Yom and the Ramchal. And in one of those letters, the Ramchal writes to Rabbi Yom and he says like this, he says, I will tell you what I was shown to Masher Shamati Meyes Hashem. In other words, that a Magid came to him, a Magid Samala came to him and revealed things to him. And he says, I was told about you that even though you're going to be a great Tzaddik and a Goyen, and your name will be become known far and wide, but you won't have any hatzloch in your yeshiva. And that's what it was. He was wondering why was he able to maintain and and then expand his yeshiva. That's what he was told by the Ramchal. You'll have a great name, but you're not going to have a, a big talmidim. And he said to him that he's like this. He says that since the time of the Beis Yosef was about uh, the 1400s, 1500s. He says, for 250 years, the world was able to exist on the schus of the Ariya Kodesh, of the Ariza. He says, and then became the end of the Tkufa, of his schusim. And Ramchal says, and I was brought to start a new Tkufa. Which is one reason why he started writing all of these Svarim. The Magnet told him he should write a Pirishon Kaheles. It's a whole history. Again, we don't have time in this short vad to, to go through it. But to understand that what the Ramchal was saying here, he told Rabbi Yomana Koyen this, this reason. He says that you indeed are made to have great suffering, and it's based on this reason. That sometimes a Kajboh will give the tzaddik poverty, sickness, and then just again to show that this is a person who, even though he suffers greatly, still he maintains his greatness in Tzidkis. 
that our sickness he carries, umachavenu, and our pain, sevolam, he bears that pain. We'll hold it here, Mitzvah Shem, we'll continue and expand it tomorrow night.